0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And we are on episode number 16 today, and the topic is another fan favorite, something that you guys wrote in to me, either on the Raw and Unscripted group or in the Kick-Ass Nation. Um, and this particular topic is something that I am very familiar with, and I am actually dealing with that right now as we speak. Uh, and that topic is letting go. And I just want to start off by really thinking about the things that we need to let go of. And, And you guys wrote in a list and I just want to take a minute just to go through that list and just tell you what some of the things are that we need to let go of. Um, this is in your writing, uh, past mistakes and failures, old beliefs, old relationships, perfectionism, which is something I struggle with big time, blaming others, the need to be right habits, Uh, Junk, stuff that we hang on to, either that we think we're going to use someday or that has some sort of sentimental value. Old personalities, another thing that I have actually been pretty good at, um, but this particular individual said coping mechanisms and survival patterns. Uh, Another one is dreams that we thought were important and also something we need to let go of is what we focus on. So let me just get right into it. And you guys have heard me talk about this before, the conditioning process, right? What happens when we're born from the ages of zero to five, approximately, psychologists say, is really what makes us the people that we become, right? So when you look back on your life, and you think about the things that you were told and the things that you were taught by parents, teachers, society, religion, whatever it is, that's kind of the stuff that's really fucked us up. And my goal here on the Raw and Unscripted show is to take apart those things and give us a way to perceive them, to have different expectations about them, but most importantly, to have ways that we can cope and deal with and overcome these things. So they actually are working for us and not against us. So, um, one thing I want to read for you right away with that in mind is something that's in a book I'm going to recommend to you later on on. And it's really poignant in the fact that it nails it. So I just want to, rather than try to paraphrase it, I just want to read it directly for you. It says, every time we're told no, told to behave, to sit still, to be quiet, to stop squirming, and that big boys don't cry or big girls don't get angry and to grow up and be responsible, we learn to suppress our emotions. Furthermore, we were often seen as an adult when we got to the point where we could we're good at suppressing our natural exuberance for life and all the feelings that others convinced us to believe that were unacceptable we became more responsible to others expectations of us rather than the needs of our emotional well-being pretty fucking amazing right when you think about that and you guys know i have a two and a half year old son jackson And I am very, very committed to not screwing him up. But in some ways, I take that a little bit too seriously. And one thing I noticed recently because he's getting to that age where he's not listening and he's just being squirmy and he wants to do what he wants to do um, is really frustrating for me. And I know that was going to be one of my pain points as being a parent, but I just noticed myself saying, Jackson, stop it. Jackson, don't do that. Jackson, come here. Jackson, settle down. Jackson, wait your turn. It was all these things that I keep telling him because I have this expectation of what I want him to be so that it doesn't cause me anger and frustration and humiliation and all those different emotions that we come up with. Right. Um, but when i do that i'm just real realizing that you know i'm kind of squashing this kid's creativity and his vitality by doing that so when you when you hear what they read in that book it's pretty considerable the fact that we as parents and the way we were brought up really fucked us up and that we have to spend the rest of our adult lives trying to figure out what it was that caused that and to be able to fix that um and the most important thing out of that is that we're taught about arithmetic, we're talking about reading, we're talking about science, we're taught about history, we're talking about the square root of an isosceles triangle, whatever the fuck it is, but we're never taught how to deal with our emotions, right? I mean, that's pretty messed up. And that's one of the goals that I have in my life, and my legacy, that I wanna create schools where I can help people learn those life skills instead of just learning the stuff that we're not gonna necessarily use the rest of our life. Don't even get me started on schools and colleges, okay? So what is it that we do? I want to think about the way of letting go kind of like as an analogy to a snake. And I I actually copied and pasted something out of the internet, which I thought was very beautiful and how it represents what it is that we need to do to let go. I'm just going to read it for you. Snakes shed their skin to allow for further growth and to remove parasites that may have attached to their old skin. As a snake grows, its skin becomes stretched. And unlike a human skin, the snake skin does not grow as the animal grows. Eventually, a snake skin reaches a point where Further growth is not possible. And when you think about the analogy to what it is that we have to let go, we continue to grow. But if we hang on to those restrictive beliefs and those restrictive feelings, what is it? We need to shed that skin. We need to shed those old beliefs. We need to get into new patterns that are congruent with what it is that we want to achieve in our life, which is based on episode number four, your eulogy. All of this is building blocks. All of these episodes build upon each other. So in today's episode, talking about letting go is ideally how we can better understand what it is that's causing us that pain and that frustration and that anger and that resentment and that hostility or that thing that we want to do or we want to shut down and kind of run away. And in the books that I'm going to be recommending later on, they really barrel it down to three things that we do. One of them is that we have to Um, suppress or repress our emotions, suppress or repress. One of them is either we do consciously, one of them we do subconsciously. So we actually stuff our feelings and our emotions down. I don't know about you, but I've gotten pretty good at that. Um, the other one is that we escape. Think about that. Those are addictions. Those are things like television, alcohol, sex, drugs, video games, shopping, talking, texting, whatever it might be. We want to escape our feelings because if we're present in ourselves, then we have to, those things start cropping up. So what do we do? We look for avoidance. We want to get away from those. We want to escape from them. And the last one is express. So in some situations we express or what I really find interesting is project. And there's a saying that says often we don't like in others that we don't like in ourselves. And when I've told people that, Especially the ones that are defensive and angry, they become more defensive and angry. Like, what do you mean? I'm not projecting that. And I'm like, yes, you are. To a certain extent, there's something that is inside of us that we project out and we blame other people for the way we feel. We kind of don't take responsibility for it. And that's actually going to be one of my tips. So when you think about that, we have to go through an evolution. We have to go through a rebirthing process to become truly the people that we deserve to be and that we should be had we not been kind of screwed up by parents and teachers in society when we were just little kids. Because... The truth of the matter is is when we're born we're born at nine months because our head becomes so big that it won't fit through the birth canal right can you imagine being born at a three-year-old A the poor women that would just be like uh ah, be a lot more cesarean sections um so what happens is the emotional intelligence and everything else is cultivated and groomed outside of the womb when we're very very young and obviously There's probably a lot of people out there that shouldn't be parents or should, we actually should have classes on how to become great parents because if we want to continue society to become stronger and more individualized and and not dependent on other things, Um, that'll be great, but unfortunately, big money, pharmaceuticals, TV, soda, food, whatever it is, they want us to become slaves to what it is that we can escape from our true lives. My goal here on Ron Unscripted is not to escape from that, but to hit it head on and to go live our dreams because I'm just like you guys. I don't want to be consumed by all these thoughts and this negativity. And like I was talking about in a few episodes ago, disappointment that really took a hold of me for a minute. And what happens? diverts my attention. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It becomes a vicious cycle. And unless we're strong and we're capable to come out of those vicious cycles is challenging. I know that for a fact. That's why I have a coach and that's why I read a lot. And that's why I do this because it gives different meaning to the struggles and the things that I go through, which is something else we're going to be talking about. Another aspect or another analogy that I want to use is really the caterpillar that becomes a butterfly, right? They start off life as being a caterpillar, but you have to go through this metamorphosis to truly be a butterfly and that's what i want you guys to do i want you guys to be butterflies right let's be butterflies together so let's just get right into it what we want to do is be more in the moment and one thing that my coach has has me working on is something called the d trigger process and also what she calls the Reser process and uh, bear with me for a second because i don't have this permanently memorized but i want to share it with you because it's really super important so When you're in that moment and you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling angry, you're feeling depressed, disappointed, whatever it might be, the one thing I'm learning to do is really let that feeling come up and let it be. And this is not easy. I'm just telling you this right now, but it's worth it. When something comes up and you're feeling like, oh man, I feel frustrated or I feel disappointed, let that feeling come up and then ask yourself, how is this serving me? Don't go down the rabbit hole because as soon as you start going down the rabbit hole, you start looking for evidence and proof. And I'm a perfect example of that. I can go down the rabbit hole pretty quick, but I can also get out fairly quick as well. That's a lot of my training and my conditioning, but I'm not anywhere near perfect. That's for damn sure. So when that comes up, we need to have a method of looking at it differently. So I just want to share with you what my coach has shared with me and that I'm working on, it's called the D trigger process. So when that feeling and that emotion comes up, ask yourself what happened? and just give yourself the facts. What are the facts of the situation? And then ask yourself, what did I make it mean? Now again, you may have heard me say this before, but nobody can make you feel anything, right? I can't make you angry, I can't make you excited. It's something that's a choice inside of us that goes on to say whether or not we're gonna react to something or we're gonna respond to something or if we're gonna take it personal a little side note, read the four agreements, because one of the agreements in there is that don't take things personal. It's an amazing book. We're going to be talking about it in future episodes for sure. But what did I make that mean? And identify everything that you made it mean, your default interpretation. Now your default interpretation is something that's going to be a reaction versus a response. The next question is, what did you make it mean about yourself? Which I am statements got triggered. I am frustrated. I am angry. I am this. One of the things quickly, just to kind of interject here is to say, I am feeling this, not I am this, that, cause that just kind of takes ownership of it, but I am feeling this way. And it kind of detaches it a little bit from becoming so personal. That's something I've learned. And then also, this is really interesting, the payoffs, right? What am I getting out of this trigger? What am I getting out of this emotion? Am I getting the, the opportunity to be right or to make others wrong, um, to be justified about my point of view? Uh, to be a victim and feel powerless. That's something we, a lot of us do. It's like, oh, there it is again. I'm just never going to be able to overcome it. Jesus Christ. Let me go through all the different ways that I've been beaten down in my life and remember them all. And let let me beat myself up again about this. It was something I was coaching somebody the other day about. And I said, you know, when somebody makes a mistake, how many times do you beat them up for it? And they go once usually. And I'm like, okay. So why is it that when we make a mistake, You could talk to anybody on the planet and they go back and they beat themselves up over and over and over and over again. We do one thing, but we beat ourselves up for it a million times. Now, how stupid is that? Nobody is making us do that. It's something that we're choosing to do. So by the fact of you listening to this episode and being invested in this, and I hope that you take the two books that I'm going to give you at the end very, very seriously, because I'm going to go through them too. I might make it a a separate book study just so that we really understand and we get into the thick of all of this and make ourselves better. I originally started this podcast and I told you guys that I was coming up with subjects that I wanted to do a macro view on just to kind of get the building blocks and get the foundations of what it means to have unstoppable kick-ass confidence. But progressively, I wanna start digging into some of these issues to give you the meat and potatoes of what it is that's going to take for all of us to get out of that. And that we could talk about in the raw and unscripted group. So if you're not in the raw and unscripted group, please go there. Email me, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com, and I'll send you the link. You can be in there and you can actually participate in these podcasts when they're launched on Tuesdays uh, live there in the Facebook group. And we actually talk about everything that's going on. So it's really super cool. That's a side note. So again, what do you get to be doing? And then the next question is, what are their costs? right? We never really consider the cost. We just go into bitch, piss, and moan. We go look for other people to vent to and complain to. And then of course, like I said before, we go into either the suppress, repress, escape, or project, right? So what is it costing you? Is it costing you love, happiness? Is it costing you enjoyment or peace or well-being? Another thing I've really found out about in life and talking to people is that stress causes disease and disease causes death. So the sooner we learn how to manage our stress, our internal stress, our external stress, and we give different meanings to the things that are happening in our lives, I truly believe A, we're going to live more in the moment and we're going to be happy, truly happy. And B, we're going to live longer lives with less medical intervention and less pills and less other bullshit that we need in order to really truly have a kick-ass life. And that's the one of the things that I really love about doing this podcast with you is that I'm not coming out there saying that I've got everything figured out. I'm not saying that I'm like the professional and I'm the expert and just listen to me we're doing this together. This is really a growth process and a growth project and a movement for us to heal each other and then turn around and just make the world a better place for we've done what we've been through for the people around us. And maybe that trickles out and does it. And we just continue to make this movement. So I really want to do that. But what is it costing you? What is it costing you to go into those mindsets and everything? I mean, sometimes I feel crazy because I'm the master motivator. I'm the kick-ass guy. And I usually go down the rabbit hole and start, you know, feeling like this. And then I start wanting to like punish other people, which will really punish myself, you know, cut your nose off to spite your face, that doesn't work either. So we gotta make sure we're very cognizant of that. And then ask yourself, the final question is, what am I more committed to? You have the ability to respond differently based on your choice and what you're committed to. Are you committed to your default identity, which is that reactive type of identity, that little boy or that little girl that's trying to justify the reasons why we're a victim? Or are we motivated by our motivators, right? So again, going back to that eulogy, going back to that big picture, when you're in that point where you're feeling frustrated and down and everything, ask yourself this question. You guys heard me talk about this question. Is this belief? Is this thinking? Is this rationale? Is this rabbit hole that I'm going down, getting me closer to or further from my stated goals? And immediately you could stop. Again, you've heard me talk about put a rubber band on your wrist, stop it and say, okay, what am I making this to mean? Why am I being a victim out of this? How can I use this for me and not to me? Super, super huge. The second thing my coach is teaching me, and she's amazing, is that she she calls it the Resser process. Now, the first thing is reaction. Observe the reaction. Relay the feeling back with no drama. Example, like saying, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. Not I am, but I'm feeling. And then the next R is recognition. Ask the question, what is really going on? Right? And I've been doing this lately, and sometimes that's difficult for me because like, what's really going on? Well, what's going on is I'm feeling like this. And then I start spinning in circles, but then I have to really say, okay, what is really going on? I am falling into a default identity because that is where I'm comfortable. And that's where I can kind of go into victim mode and I don't have to be responsible for my actions. And then I could go, go choose something to, uh, divert my attention, whether it's drinking or, you know, music or whatever else it is, instead of really dealing with the problem. So ask yourself what's really going on. It's like, I'm just going back in old patterns. I'm going back into old behaviors. So that's an opportunity for us to snap our fingers and say, no, I'm not going to do that again. What is my responsibility? What is my role in this to be able to make this fixed? You know, sometimes I'm included in this. Things happen and we never say anything to the person that's doing it and we expect it to change. I mean, that's ridiculous. So one of the opportunities about that situation is like, you know what, maybe this is finally time for me to get the balls to go talk to the person and say what's bothering me so that we can get it fixed and get it resolved and move on so I don't have to come up with this feeling again in my future. The E is evaluation. Acknowledge that you're disconnected because we're either connected or disconnected. And this is something I'm learning about. Um, connected to source, whether you believe in God source, whatever it might be, we're all connected in some way. You have to believe that even the the worst atheists and the worst, um, whatever they're called antagonists or whatever it is, we're all connected somehow. I mean, there's something really beautiful about this thing called life and depending on your beliefs and everything, I believe we're connected and I'm opening my mind up now to say, okay, source, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer, amazing guy, amazing philosopher in the personal development field you know, talked about source. And one of the interesting things that he said once upon a time along these lines is he said to a buddy of mine, JB Glossinger, uh, the founder of morningcoach.com, uh, was a good friend of mine. JB was saying something like, man, Wayne, this stuff is really hard for me. And, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass and everything. And Dr. Wayne Dyer said, wow, JB, it's never been hard for me. And when you think about that, that's simply a decision. Why does it have to be hard? Why does everything have to be hard? So really, uh, you know, evaluate what it is that you're going through, acknowledge, you know, which projection you're feeding. Are you feeding, you know, the victim projection or are you feeding the victor projection? But again, that's all in our mind and all within our ability to control. The final R is reaction, shift your state based on what you are committed to. So again, is this moving me closer to or further from my stated goals? What do I need to do about this? You can actually jump on the internet and say, what does it mean to feel angry about something? what's behind the the feeling of guilt? What's behind the feeling of failure and just educate yourself more and just go into that moment and start being part of the solution and not part of the problem. It's up to us to take that action because when you divert that action and you take progressive steps like that, it becomes a habit and it becomes something like you become confident that you have the resources, you have the ability to do anything. I mean, seriously, if you have one of these, You have all the answers, everything right at your fingertips. You literally could have the book I'm going to show you on your phone. You could literally have as an audible program. You could create little three by five cards. You know, I've got these things, three by five cards. Just write down something. I have dry erase boards that I write stuff down on all to remind me that when I'm in those moments, here are the tools that I can actually implement to become stronger and better. And realistically, some of the other solutions and and opportunities I have for you are things that have worked for me. Again, belief. Belief inspires reality. So if I think of something as happening to me versus happening for me, that's really an easy way for me to go down the rabbit hole. So I have to think of things as happening for me. What am I supposed to get out of this feeling? is it the fact that I'm hanging on to old patterns and I'm hanging on to somebody believing me and trusting me or getting the significance from somebody and I'm disappointed and I'm hurt because my expectations are wrong. I mean, that's another area for us to look at is what are your expectations? You know, what are you expecting out of other people? What are you expecting out of yourself? And really get clear on that because as soon as you have expectations that are up to here and the performance is down here. Everything in the middle is that frustration, that aggravation, that disappointment. So it's up to us to align our expectations. And half the time, that's just a matter of communicating that to other people and seeing if that's realistic. And that's something we have to take ownership for. We have to take responsibility for. But again, we don't want to. We just think everybody should know that. Or, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and ignore it and hope it gets better tomorrow. And then six years from now, you're still dealing with the same bullshit that you never dealt with in the first place. So how can you actually do that? Uh, For me, focus. Focus, focus, focus. One of the best things I have incorporated into my life this year, because I said 2019 was not going to be a repeat of all the years past, and I focus on gratitude. And I can promise you, and I don't say that very often, but I can promise you, when you're in that feeling of neglect, you're in that feeling of scarcity, you're in that feeling of being alone, immediately go to gratitude, and just start focusing on what you're grateful for. I was sitting in traffic the other day, and I was going down a rabbit hole, and I was frustrated, and I just said, Chris, what are you grateful for right now? You have a stereo, you have Sirius XM, you have like 150 stations you could listen to. Why don't you put on a comedy station and focus on comedy instead of focusing on the bullshit you keep telling yourself, right? Focus on gratitude, the fact that you're alive, the fact that you're not sitting in a hospital somewhere, the fact that you got up this morning and you turned a dial in your bathroom and you actually got hot water out of that, the fact that you have a roof over your head, the fact that you have food in your stomach, the fact that you have the ability to watch this or listen to this podcast and gain value from it without giving a cent out of that right? Gratitude is amazing for resetting ourselves because we often look at what we don't have instead of looking at what we do have. And it reminds me of something that I have to be cognizant of of as well, because we often play the someday game. Oh, someday I'll be happy when I have this. Someday I'll be happy when I make more money. Someday I'll be happy when I have the body I want. Someday I'll be happy when I have the person I want. Someday I'll be happy when this happens or that happens. That's just setting yourself up for disappointment because here's the truth. If you can't be happy with what it is that you have, What makes you think you're going to be happier with more stuff? Let me repeat that. What makes you think you're going to be happier with more stuff? It's not the stuff that makes us happy. It's how we feel inside about that. And the sooner we become more grateful for the things that we have, more importantly, the opportunities that we have, um, we're living an amazing time right now. Google and YouTube. I mean, there are so many different things out there that can help you grow and prosper that won't cost you a single cent. But again, here's where the no excuses guy comes in for me. I can't stand people who bitch, piss and moan and think about stuff and they don't fucking take action for fixing their own situation. I'm talking to you because I know there's people that are watching this and listening to this right now who listen to it. And go, Oh man, that's really great, Chris. I love it. Yeah. rah, woo rah, rah. hoo. I can't wait for the next episode. But how many of you actually do the shit that I tell you to do? How many of you actually are, are Googling solutions and reading new books and listening to new podcasts and growing yourself and watching YouTube videos? I mean, just imagine if you watched two motivational YouTube videos every single day for the next 365 days, just two videos every day, maybe five minutes apiece. Do you think that your identity, do you think that your, your belief systems, do you think your gratitude would change? Do you think you would get more fired up? But let me ask you this, and I want you guys to fucking tell me the truth. Do you watch the news? Do you watch the Kardashians? Do you watch any other bullshit that doesn't further your growth? Do you sit there and play video games more than you do actually growing yourself and learning? come on, that escapism is not going to get you anywhere. You have to take responsibility. You have to get the fuck off your ass and go through the muck and the mire and all that other shit. Even getting a therapist, get a therapist, do something, take responsibility, unload that baggage. There's a lot of different techniques out there that you can employ and figure out, but what is it? We want the fast answer, but think about it. I'm 50 years old it took me 50 years to get to this spot. It's not going to take me two minutes to get out of that spot, but God willing, maybe in the next five years, I can undo a lot of the rest of the crap that's really fucked me up and live the rest of my life in a happy, peaceful place. Not that I'm not happy and peaceful now, but I still got a lot of work to do. And that's why I'm here doing this. Um, Responsibility. You've heard me talk. Basically, I've just been talking about that for a while. But one of the keys in that that I want you to really focus on is not blaming other people. I can't blame my mom. I can't blame society. I can't blame any other factor for how I feel right now, except for me. Yes, they were the precipitation points of those things. They were the guys that gave us the information and those beliefs. But what is it? We hung on to that. We look for validation on those things. So you have to take responsibility. Stop blaming anybody else or anything else and start just focusing on your own growth plan. That will get you to where you want to be. I trust, just trust me. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Um, another activity that I really encourage you to do just on an overall exploration is much like the eulogy exercise. I want you to write yourself a letter from the person that you want to be. So say for example, you have achieved your legacy. Like for me, um, you know, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a coach. I have a TV show. I'm successful. I wake up every morning and I, I have the the ocean breeze coming into my bedroom. So from that person, I'm going to sit on my balcony with the ocean breeze and I'm going to write myself a letter today. So maybe I'm 75 and I write my letter. Hey, Christopher, I know you're 50 years old and I know you're struggling and I know you're doing these things, but let me tell you what you're going to grow and what you're going to learn and what you're going to develop and what you're going to succeed is all going to be worth it. And this is how you're going to do it. And this is the person you're going to become. You are a happy person. You don't fear anything. You're confident in every room that you go into. You're confident that if you use the law of attraction and you want something in your life and you put your efforts into it, you're going to achieve it. But let me tell you something, Christopher. If you don't do the things that you need to do, you're going to not end up in this spot and you're going to end up writing yourself a letter of regret. And you're going to be wondering and worrying and thinking about all the missed opportunities, all the missed chances that you did not take, all the excuses that you gave yourself, all the blame that you gave society, and you're going to end up being a miserable fuck. Ooh last. Yeah. So write yourself a letter. It's really cathartic because if you see yourself being that person and you know that you can be that person, that's half the battle. But sometimes we don't see it. We don't feel it. We just expect it to appear, but that's ridiculous. Time is short. Life is short. I'm freaking out. That's honestly one of my biggest things right now is that I think about being 50 and my son being two and a half and wondering what it's going to be like. And I've got all these things going on with my body and my health, and I'm pissed off about that. But at the end of the day, Life is short. So stop wasting your moments because trust me, it's going to go by like that. And that's where I'm at now. That's why I have so much leverage in my life. That's why I have so much passion in my life. That's why I am going to make this work. I'm not going to give up on this, my dream, that is. I could easily be complacent and status quo and just do things and just get through and have a pretty good life anyway, but that's not what I want. I want a legacy that's going to rock. I want a legacy that's going to kick ass. I want a legacy that I'm going to be proud of. I don't want to live up to everybody else's expectations and all their their disbeliefs and all of their shit. I don't want to prove all the negative people right. I want to march to my own drummer and do the things that I want to do to help you guys. That is super huge. That's why I'm here. Another tip, forgiveness. Let's take a breath on this one. Forgiveness. We have to forgive not only the people in our life, but we have to most importantly forgive ourselves. Again, going back to that beating up process that we go through, stop doing that. Forgive yourself. I think about life like this. Like there's Christopher 2.0, there's Christopher 3.0. I'm probably on Christopher 6.0. And I have forgiven myself And I continue to forgive myself for all the stupid shit that I've done when I was younger. And I know that people still see me that way because generally I still am the same person, but I'm not the huge partier and drinker that I was. I'm not the huge woman chaser that I was. Well, I don't chase any women now except for my wife. You know, I had to forgive myself for that because I carried that baggage on for a long time. It's like, man, I feel bad for that. And man, I wish people saw me different. The only way people are going to see me differently is if I continue to act congruently and I act in a way that's appropriate for what it is that I want to achieve. But if I continue doing the same stupid stuff, then I'm going to continue getting the same beliefs and the perceptions that I am. And again, none of that shit really matters at the end of the day, as long as you're happy and healthy inside, it doesn't matter what other people think about us. It really truly doesn't. But when you get to forgiveness, I forgave my mom and I feel bad because I blamed her a lot for, you know, how she was and how I was and my upbringing and being homeless and everything. But the truth of the fact is that if you walk in somebody else's shoes and you experience all the things they've experienced and you had the resources that they had, might you not be the same person? So when I think about it, if I went and grew up in my mom's generation with my grandmother and did all that shit, wouldn't I be fucked up too? And then I become a parent in my early 20s, you know, she didn't take it upon herself to go read books about how to be a parent. She just, okay, I have a kid. Let me just do the best I can do. And yeah, I could sit there and rationalize. And I used to, well, you could have gotten books. You could have learned this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, that was just who she was. And despite all the negative stuff, we had great times. And I turned out to be the person I am today because of all of those experiences. I wouldn't trade them for the world. I mean, I wouldn't want to go back and and experience them again, but they all made me who I am today. And that's the same for you. You know, from this point of listening to this podcast, I want you, when it's over, I want you to sit down and make some determinations, make some plans, stick to things, you know, start developing new habits, start developing new beliefs. You know, the fact of just going to bed every night and saying out loud what you're grateful for. And then the first thing in the morning, waking up and saying what you're grateful for and putting an intention out in the world, maybe even talking to God, talking to source and say, you know what? I have an intention of today being super fun. I have an intention today of being positive and not looking at all the shit that I'm pissed off about. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and think about what a shitty day I'm going to have and how much traffic there's going to be and how much bullshit there is on the news. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to push through my life and my day with gratitude and energy and passion. I'm going to make the world a better place around me. I'm not going to succumb to the old comfort zones and the old habits. I'm going to get harder and stronger and truly become unstoppable so that I don't have a life of regrets. That is up to you guys. That is up to me. I am scared to death of regrets. I am scared to death. Uh, Ed Milette great podcast, Ed Milet, said the other day, he said it a few times, but it's something that's really, I keep in my brain, again, a tool. And he said, I think the worst experience in life would be to meet the person that I could have been. Let me think about that. For me, I think about, I'm 75 years old and I meet kick-ass Christopher, the guy that really, really did everything. You know, I could easily give this up tomorrow, right? And then just be complacent and stupid and wind up being 75 and meet the person I could have been. He's an internationally known speaker. He's got coaching programs. He's got schools set up to help disadvantaged youth. He's happy and healthy. He has a house on the beach. He takes vacations. His son's healthy. His wife and they have a, a separate business where they do something. Can you imagine meeting that person and realizing the potential that you had to become? And all you had to do is just commit consistently. You had to go through all the shit to get to the sunshine and you didn't that would be miserable. So I keep that in the back of my mind. I want to be, if I have to meet that person again, and of course we're talking totally abstract stuff that's not going to happen, but when you think about it and you give that meaning, I don't want to meet that person and be like, oh man, dude, you're really cool. I wish I could have been you. I wish I would have made different mistakes and or different choices and different actions. I wish I would have pushed through when I wanted to give up. No, I want to meet that person and be like, hey, what's up, dude? Fuck, we did it. Right on, man. Let's go on to the next life, the next experience, whatever it might be. One more thing, one final resource for you guys I've been talking about a little bit as we've been going through this process, but uh, the book, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David R. Hawkins, an instrumental book. I have it on Audible and I've read it a few times. I actually have a few pages that are dog-eared. Just a really super cool in-depth guide of what we can do to let go. Uh, and actually as a part, as what I was doing and preparing for this podcast, I did a little light reading on this and just really realized how much I've forgotten already, because when we read books, if we don't apply it right away, we can actually lose it. So I think I'm going to make this as a part of my upcoming group coaching project so that it really gets instilled in my mind and that I can share it with you guys a little bit more congruently. But the other book about uh, letting go is the Sedona method. Your Key to Lasting Happiness and Success, Peace and Emotional well-being by Hale Daweskin, something like that. Uh, these two books have been instrumental in me getting out of the funk that I was in for a couple of years. And I was trying to let go of old personalities, old beliefs, letting go of my ego, things of that nature. So those two books were super, super critical. And again, just realizing that I need to go back to them again, because I'm not employing all the different strategies and tactics that are inside of that. One last resource that has just recently recommended to me by my coach, that it's a video, it's on YouTube. Um, There's also a book about it, but I like the video. It's called The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. And in it, it chronicles what typically really is the hero's journey. And most of us know the hero's journey from like, okay, if Christopher tells his story, that's the hero's journey. Like, oh, I was homeless at the age of 13 and blah, blah, blah. That was my hero's journey. Now I'm like a master's degree and I'm cool and I've got all this shit going on that's the hero's journey. But in Joseph Campbell breaks it down and they actually compare it to famous films like The Wizard of Oz or The Hunger Games or any other thing and they talk about prescriptively what it is and how we can actually overcome some of the negativity and the things that, the challenges that we come through and to make it all worth it. Because when you think about it, there there always comes this like big fight scene, but once you get done with that fight, you reach the dream, you reach the gold and I really love how it's done, and actually it's something I should watch like once a week for a while to help me continue to overcome some of the challenges that I have, some of the belief systems that I have as I go to reach my dream and make my eulogy a reality. So check those all out, and more importantly, let me know when you've read them or you've got them, and we could talk about it. We could talk about it in the Raw and inscripted page. If you're not there, go ahead and email me, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. I love you guys. Peace out. Do the resources, do the work. Achieve the results.